This episode is sponsored by Lendex and Tangleswap. Lendex is a decentralized IOTA-based multi-cross-chain decentralized application and lending protocol. This is IOTA's lending and stablecoin. And about Tangleswap, well, whether you are looking for a world-class decentralized exchange or simply want to make the most out of your tokens by staking, liquidity farming or investing, Tangleswap puts the whole universe of DeFi at your fingertips. Three, two, one. Welcome back, guys, to a new episode. I'm here with Rob, which is part of the Revis team. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Great to be here, man. How are you? Absolute pleasure. I'm good. It's a uh, it's a chilly February morning here in Atlanta, Georgia. Don't think it's quite as cold as where you're at, but. Oh, you might be wrong. I think it's about seven degrees outside right now, Celsius. That is that is surprisingly warm. No, that's Norway. We got like seven degrees all year round. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but um, I get it all in the summer. Mm. Yeah, it's you can get a good day at around twenty degrees, but that's rare. Um, but if you live down south, then uh, then you get twenty twenty five. It gets up to. I don't, even, I don't even know how to convert. I know we're at nine degrees right now from Google. But it gets um, up to 40 here in the summers. Mm. That's good. Uh, mm. It's uh, it's a little bit warm, Atlanta is. Yeah, I um, went to Vegas last year and that was just hell. I think it was like 50 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Vegas. Yeah um like the place yeah uh anyhow um if you would like to introduce yourself and tell the audience how you ended up in the crypto space yeah so my name is rob i'm uh the ceo and founder of revest finance we created the revest protocol and resonate i've been in crypto for 10 years nearly yeah i found out about bitcoin in late 2012 <laughs> And uh, bought my first one early 2013. Mm-hmm. I uh, used, you know, Mount Gox, the red phones, MoneyGram stuff. Works great. And uh, yeah, we um, well, I got it just because I was passionate about it, to be honest with you. I wasn't like one of those guys who was just buying to get a fake, though. Did eventually use to get a fake. Mm. Uh, bought two Bitcoin, lost them pretty quickly. You know, fake ID, other things. It was the early 2010s. Yeah. You know, I, was a, I was a college student. We'll leave it at that. But yeah. really liked the space, really liked the libertarian philosophy. And so I continued to operate in it. I um, I was around for the 2017 Ethereum gold rush. I, I mined Ethereum until my graphics card caught fire. Oh. And yeah, no, no, seriously, it literally caught fire, man. <laughs> it, was, it was something else. So, so now you you ended up creating Revists after that. Yeah, yeah. So 2021, I was I just got engaged and I was doing my doctorate in nanothermal engineering at the Georgia Institute of Technology. 
And I was bored out of my mind because I'm not a researcher. I am an entrepreneur. Always have been. And uh, trying to squeeze myself in that role did not fit very well. So, so I started looking into the you know crypto market. Mm-hmm. It was early, like January, right? I started a validator node on something called the Unification Network. This is the whole X Fund token. Right? I mean, pretty soon I was the number one validator in the entire place. Mm. That was going well. I was making a few thousand a week. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm feeling pretty good at this thing. Let's uh, let's keep going. So I move on from that. I uh, set up a, an NFT project on my own, interactive NFTs, right? And the, those interactive NFTs, they uh, they used they were Web three enabled apps, right? They they not not Web three. I'm sorry, they were they were JavaScript apps built into NFTs. Mm. Uh, they were renderings at that point. They they were quite pretty. I was proud of them. And that went well, made a decent little chunk of money from that and decided, okay, you know, what's next? What is, uh, where is this journey headed? Well, I'd seen NFTs and my whole thesis on NFTs was that obviously art was not where they were headed. So I decided that I wanted to be the guy pushing them toward where I thought they were headed, which was finance. So I started Revest. We began building the Revest protocol and we launched in late 2021. Yeah, that was, uh, that was it. Dropped out, never looked back. Cool. And um, so, so where, where did you go about like, which type of network did you build this on? We built it for EVM. Launched yeah. it on Ethereum originally, but uh, we designed it so that it would work. Mm. Interesting. Our whole thesis is to yeah. be, uh, you know. Um, so for a simple-minded person like myself, um, how would you explain what Revis Finance is? So the Revis protocol and Resonate are two separate products. That's probably the first thing to establish an understanding of how Revest and its uh, ecosystem works. And the way that it that works is that Revest is a financial NFT provider. It sits on the back end and it allows the creation of NFTs to represent these financial positions, right? To represent any financial position on chain. And this is quite important because most financial positions, particularly in the derivative space in TradFi, they're uh, they're non-fungible. They don't stack with one another. It doesn't make sense to stack them with one another. It might make sense to issue them in a series, but it, it rarely, if ever, makes sense to stack them. So that was our you know critical understanding is that it made a ton of sense to uh, to build Revest using FNFTs. And, and we set out initially to do vesting. We set out to, uh, to allow people to lock tokens inside of NFTs. And that was quite easy to accomplish, but as it turned out, not terribly lucrative. People don't want to pay money for vesting systems when they can just go out and deploy their own contracts. 
I think there's still money in that in the longer run. Uh, I think that it's an idea whose time will come, but I don't think that in the current market or in the short term, it makes a lot of sense. What did though was yield rate swaps. And that is where Resonate comes in. So where Revest is a provider of financial NFTs, which are Web3 enabled dApps that allow you to interact directly with the financial position from the NFT, Resonate is the go-to market system that we designed to give Revest something to do, a good way to make money. Mm-hmm. And what Resonate is, is it uses Revest as its backend. If Revest is an engine, then Resonate is the, uh, it's, it's the game, right? It's, that's, a, that's a good way of explaining the analogy, the relationship between the two. Yeah. A resonate is a way that you can get your upfront yield on a yield farming position or on any yield bearing position across DeFi. Uh, I'll give you an example. Let's say that you have, I don't know, a position that's looking to do between three and 5% in a month. And you need some certainty. You want to know what it's going to do. You want to uh, be able to get a guaranteed rate. You need that for strategy. You need that for costs that you know you're going to have. Maybe your costs are 3.5%. If you don't get four, you know, you don't make any profit. If you get three, you lose. So maybe you have costs. Maybe you want to take that money and do something else with it by getting it up front. But either way, you can come to Resonate and you can find an underwriter on Resonate who will give you that 4% upfront. Now you have to lock up your principal to accomplish this. You lock up your principal, you get a financial NFT. There are since the rights to reclaim that principal at the end of a given period of time. Typically we're talking like uh, two weeks here and you get the upfront interest. So settlement is instantaneous. You, you get paid just for locking up your tokens. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. get paid for locking up your tokens. It's pretty nice though. It's pretty something that you don't really need to be a, a crypto expert to participate in. No, no, not at all. You can, uh, if you're brand new, you know exactly what rate you're going to get. You get it, you're done. And I can, I can imagine this. There's a lot of security that this has to go through, like audits and all that. Oh, absolutely. We have had two audits on both the Revest protocol and Resonate itself. We have ongoing bug bounties for both. Pay you an awful lot of money if you can find a uh, real bug in it. Yeah, mm. we take security very seriously here. That's good. Um, I can already see that you have more than $2 million uh, in total value locked at the moment. Yes, we do. Nice. With the Revest, it's over $2 million. With Resonate, it's hovering around five, six 600000 right now. It's not reflected yeah. in our PBL, mm. at least not for Revest. We, uh... <laughs> DeFi Llama is not automatic. I'll, I'll put it that way. You have to re-up the adapters when you uh, add new functionality. And mm. We've been um... very focused on BizDev lately. Yeah. Um, so the way that I came across you guys were in the touchpoint program, um, uh, for Shimmer and IOTA. Yes. Um, what connections do you guys have to, to the IOTA community? So we have several friends there who referred us to them. We're quite excited by the work they're doing and 
when the time comes, we are aiming to be one of the first to deploy on their network. And that and that will be sort of a bridge to to Shimmer Network, right? More or less, it would uh, it would not be a bridge. Um, it would just be a separate deployment. Mm. So that you can sort of operate uh, Revest from multiple different chains. Exactly. Yeah. It's not chain uh, exclusive. It's chain agnostic. Resonate it's... and Revest are designed to be able to function on any EVM chain with any yield farming system that's supported uh, and makes use of typical yield farming standards. Mm. Yeah, because uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty new to that uh, sort of stuff when it comes to like coding and EVM and all that all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But as long as a for those that don't know what it is, like if if a crypto supports EVM, then you can sort of implement that type of crypto, whatever it is, into your project. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically like. Um... If I have a piece of software that runs on Linux, I can install it on any Linux computer. Yeah. And so all I, if I want, um, let's say uh, the EVM on the Shimmer network is completed and all that, I'll just go and I launch the app on your on your Revest page here. And I'll just lock up my tokens and that's it. Yep. You, uh, you get paid. Exactly. But like, what is it that I'm doing exactly when I lock my tokens there? So what you're doing is your uh, your tokens are being deposited into a yield farm, and the underwriter is receiving the rights to the interest. He's taking a bet that your yield over the course of that month will be higher than what he pays you up front right now. But it is a bet. In the three, four, five example I was using, if the returns are you know five percent that month, he makes twenty five percent. But if the returns are 3% for that month, he loses 25%. So he takes on your risk. That's uh, that's what he's paying you for. He's purchasing the rights to your risk. Mm. And uh, I, you're selling them. So what type of risk do I uh, face when I'm when I locking my tokens like this? Um, besides like the price of the token going up and down. That's, that's most of that. I mean, you... You face additional smart contract risk. You have to trust that Revest and Resonate are secure. I can tell you right now, mm. they are. And you have to trust. And like I said, if you can, if you can prove me they're not, I will pay you an awful lot of money. <laughs> uh, that's the whole point of a bug bounty. Yeah. But you have to trust that we're secure, and you have to trust that the yield farm that backends the system is secure. That's typically going to be beefy. We're talking about cross-chain operations, and Beefy has an absolutely sterling record. So, mm. can't recommend those guys more. Yeah. So, essentially, if if I decide to lock my tokens, the the risk is either that the software behind it is has any flaws, or that the the uh, price of the token is going up and down. So, but if I'm planning to hold it anyway, and I trust the the technology behind this, then there's literally no risk. No. Nice. No. In that in that case, it makes most sense to use Resonate to avoid having to worry about, you know, the pool getting diluted or something changing and you come back. Oh, sorry, your yield has gone to zero. Yeah. But like doing this, um, is it possible to sort of integrate? Uh, probably this has probably been discussed or is happening. I'm, I'm no idea. But 
like sort of doing it through a ledger so that your tokens cannot be loosed or something like that. Yeah, you can use a ledger or a treasure. That's uh, that's what I actually typically recommend to people. It, it works with MetaMask, right? Um, MetaMask works with Trezors, and I believe it works with ledgers. Mm. Hardware wallets are saying that you can absolutely use with this sort of system and that you should use with a system like this. Yeah, because I, I kind of, there's probably ways to do it. I'm not sure. But see, if you had it on the ledger and you signed up for the for locking tokens on the ledger, then even though there was a fault in the smart contract, could the tokens still disappear? Yes. Oh. That is, uh, that is smart contract risk. Yeah. That's how smart contract risk works. Is the tokens, when you're using a smart contract-based system, they are stored in the, in the smart contracts. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Our smart contracts are extremely well-guarded. Uh, we have O of N complexity to steal value from them. So it's not an easy proposition to uh, get in there and pull stuff out. Mm. That all said, that's the risk you take whenever you use a smart contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I'm looking forward to see what you guys are going to do. Um, and I hope, hope that we see the total value locked grow quite a lot when the, uh, when the Shimmer EVM goes live. I think there is a lot of people in the IOTA community looking forward to try the DeFi space because I think most people there haven't really been playing around with that type of stuff yet. Maybe a little bit, but not like a lot. Um, so it's nice to see that good projects coming along and deliver easy ways to, to start off with it. We're very excited to engage the IOTA community. I think we're going to be able to provide a uh, friendly and easy to use product for them. Hmm. So you guys are going to integrate both the Shimmer network and the IOTA network? Oh, it's the Shimmer network, but my understanding is the communities are practically the same. Is that yeah. correct? That's correct. Um, so we get EVM on Shimmer now. Uh, that was that was my impression. Yeah, uh, it's, it's basically the same because every IOTA holder received Shimmer tokens. So it's basically the exactly same community at the moment um but now we get EVM. there will be cross chain between iota and shimmer right i mean uh, shimmer is built on iota yeah because shimmer is now the sort of the test net for iota right where they will test out everything so now they're going to launch evm on shimmer uh, and then it'll be kind of battle tested there for some months hopefully not too long and then it will be transported over to the iota network which is like sort of the main network um and then EVM will be available there. And then the next crazy idea they get, they launch it on Shimmer. If there's, if it's stable there and there's no bugs, okay, then take it over to IOTA. So IOTA has the biggest community and the most active community, while Shimmer is sort of like the playground for those that are very active, if you know what I mean. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. So I, I would, if I were you guys, um, do keep an eye on IOTA. Uh, but of course, Shimmer is the one that gets it first, and then the the proper action will happen on IOTA afterwards. I follow. 100% follow. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's a fascinating system that they've built. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very hopeful they will be able to squeeze in. Yeah. 
connections to all existing networks. That that really fascinates me. The concept that you can have all these different chains communicating with each other. Mm. The, that the, only, vision. the only sort of um, concern that I have right now, which I hope they will be able to fix, which we probably will know very soon, is how they're going to attract new users. Because if it's the IOTA community um, that's only going to use it and jump around there, then I'm not sure what will happen. But I do hope they will attract a lot of new people. And we see uh, projects like yourself coming in and um, start integrating, which is very nice. Of course. I mean, the the best way to attract new folks is to have a value offering that is, you know, mm. given that uh, given that IOTA is already massively decentralized, I would see a very good competitive angle. I don't know if they're doing this or not. I was always thinking, okay, these guys can have, you know, they can have, uh, they can communicate with Solana chains. They can communicate with, you know, EVM chains. They can communicate with all these other different types of chains because of the way that IOTA is designed. Mm. Uh, wouldn't well it be as... possible for them to serve as a uh, actually trusted bridge network as opposed to, you know, these bridges that we already see that so frequently have weird exploits because they aren't really that well secured? Mm, I would believe so, but I can't say that for sure. I'm not not that uh, integrated in the uh, in that sort of stuff. But um, I'm sure that the guys at Touchpoint could could um, answer that. But um, as, as as far as I know, there's quite a lot of advantages to using the IOTA network just for the the lack of the the high fees, right? Which is a very terrible thing. Uh, many and also Solana has a lot lot of red flags, right? And you sort of oh, that was a huge kind of red flags. Yeah, so you kind of get uh, um, a little bit more security, at least how I feel it in the Shimmer and IOTA ecosystem. I will not touch Solana. <laughs> not, mm. not to save my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't want my chain to have an off switch. Hmm. But about um, how many are in your team for uh, for Revest? Is it just yourself, or have you like a big team? We got uh, we got thirteen people. Wow. Yeah, five full time and uh, eight, I think is the is the correct number part time. That's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Everybody located in Georgia. Or is it like, it's like a worldwide situation. Right, worldwide. I got an Australian running socials. I got a uh, community manager in Atlanta. I got two devs in Atlanta. My PM is in South Carolina. My lead biz dev is in Detroit, uh, um, another one in Ohio, another one in Kentucky. We're all over the place. Wow. Regarding Ohio, and I'm losing completely track of what we're talking about now, but like the that Ohio situation right now is pretty wild. Dude, that's messed up. They are, they are keeping a lid on that. Yeah, it just came across as like some sort of like... Um, see, see nothing about it in the newspapers back here. It's just ah. this massive um, chemical smoke covering the entire town there. Huge chemical accident. Nothing about it on the news. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the news site right now. Uh, pull it up. No, still nothing. No one's talking about it. That's Everyone's weird. Everyone's keeping it quiet. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter yesterday saying they, they are arresting uh, news reporters trying to report it. And there was like local people saying that they were found dead cows and fish like a hundred miles away, which is pretty insane. 
it's uh it's a little terrifying yeah I mean, I mean the reason it's not getting reported on the reason journalists are being arrested it doesn't benefit anyone who has you know power for that to be known everybody looks bad no one can use it their advantage so they're covering it up which very very strange terrifying. And, then, and then you have the government shooting down ufos on a daily basis welcome to 2023 Dude, the world has gone insane ever since 2020. <laughs> we have been a very strange place. Yeah, like if, if the pandemic wasn't enough, okay, let's do a war in Europe. Oh, no, that's not enough. Let's do some spy balloons and UFOs. Oh, no, that's not enough either. Let's just blow up some chemicals and like kill the entire state of Ohio. Like, what the... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, we derailed very much here. Uh... <laughs> Oh, let's, let's forget these conspiracy theories for our next time. Um, future plan for Revest. What's that looking like? So, just continuing to build BizDev. Um, we have massive amounts of relationships with protocols. And we are in the process of onboarding several new hedge funds to using our system. We've been targeting institutional clients. Mm. Because we found that they are some of the biggest needs, you know, needs that are not met. They they need security, they need safety. And crypto doesn't offer that most of the time, but we do. We offer that security and that safety. And as a result, pending a governance proposal, we're looking at doing around nine hundred thousand dollars this month in volume. Nice. Just the amount of volume we've had since since launch. That's good. In one month, we're gonna do it again. Yeah, and again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very excited about that. Yeah. And you've also been active in the Touchpoint program for quite a while now. Uh, have you seen any other projects in there that you maybe would like to work together with? I have. I don't have my list with me here right now, but I have a list. Mm. There's a lot of good projects there. Lot of, like, People doing their homegrown yield farms are our biggest interest. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a few of them on the podcast previously, and I'm um, looking forward to go through the, the entire Touchpoint group. And um, Anyone who's doing a yearn fork is our Hmm. Nice. Yearn forks are the end-all be-all for us because yearn forks are easy to integrate with, mm. and every chain has one. Yeah. Um, everybody knows there's a beer market going on right now, which is, it's not fun for anyone. Um, is it hard to, to kind of keep building such products in a beer market like this, or is it pretty much straightforward? I'd say it's, we're doing a funding round right now and that's, uh, that's been we've been succeeding we have you know several hundred thousand dollars in commitments at this point but it has been slow going mm. slower than you know it would have been at a previous point in time <clears throat> because everyone's scared right now right mm. people are uh people are very freaked out by the current markets and especially with the vcs and the capital markets and all that those guys they're worried, um, mm. not about the space, but about themselves because they're with their limited partners, the people who give them money 
to invest in these projects? Those guys are scared because they're normal dudes who don't know a lot about crypto. And uh, when they see, you know, FTX going down flames, they think that's a problem for DeFi. When in reality, that has nothing to do at all. Mm. Sort of just proves the point. Yeah. It's, uh, things, things are all right, I would say, for us. It hasn't been a huge issue. But for people who we work with and people who, you know, back us, we've seen them having to jump through more hoops than they used to. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, it's not like can't be compared, but I, I sort of see it myself with the podcast. Like, there's a lot more interest for for a crypto podcast when everything is going up, right? And when everything is going down, it's not that much interest anymore. Um, the sentiments of the people sort of fall off the charts, sadly. But... um. That, that makes sense. We're in Goblin yeah. Town right now. Absolutely, yeah. So when you talk to like investors and speculators, they are not very happy at the moment. But when I'm talking to people like yourself that are building and developing products for the crypto space, they are they agree on one thing: is that it's a lot easier to be building this right now because you don't have the, all that hype and the stress for, for delivering on a daily basis to stay relevant. Now you can just sit down, ignore the market, and develop the best product that you can. I'd agree with that. Mm. It's, uh, it's a lot more quiet and a lot more laid back. I have less people bothering me about marketing. Yeah. I don't believe in the traditional crypto marketing concept of marketing should be to get people to use your product, mm. not to get them to buy your token. They want Absolutely. to buy your token. They'll go buy it. Now, Wall Street doesn't have to, to do shitcoin marketing for penny stocks on uh, Twitter. Why yeah. should we be any different? Absolutely, mate. I, I completely agree with that. Um, and I'm really looking much forward to see see that you guys are going live on uh, on the Shimmer EVM chain. And I can see that you guys have a good amount of community members already. And I would recommend um, for those that are interested in using Revest uh, to go check them out. Uh, they have a Twitter, uh, Discord channel, Telegram channel. So whatever fits you best, go give them a follow and check out well, how you can get in early. Much appreciated. Mm. Thanks for having on. Well, Rob, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come and um, explain Revest to us. Um, and we can probably do another one down the road when um, everything is ready and good to go. Absolutely. When we're deploying, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We uh, The system is live currently. Yeah. Well, I meant when the, the Shimmer EVM is live and ready and the... Uh, I hear you. Yeah. That'll, old, be, that'll, be, that'll be well-timed. We got the partnerships lined up. When mm. everything is getting hot. Awesome. Then we could probably do one with you guys and the partners and all together to kind of get the big picture out there. Oh, I love that idea. That sounds like a lot of fun. Nice. So yeah, um, thank you, so, thank you so much for for taking the time, mate, and uh, thank you guys for listening. See you next time. Cheers. Y'all take care. Bye bye.